Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to talk about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. They really have everything under one roof. Uh, every seat, great seat to watch a game. Terrific food. Uh, they also have 15 pool tables. So they have a pool hall, not just one or two tables. Live music, no cover. Best happy hour in Lakewood by far. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7. you got to go check it out. Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Eurosport. Go for a test drive today in Denver or Parker because everyone deserves a luxury car buying experience. Or find them online at rmurosport.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to bring in Mike Singer, covers the Nuggets for the Denver Post. How are you, Mike? I'm excellent. I uh, appreciate you guys having me on. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, at first glance, uh, how do you size up this series against the Warriors? Uh, from a talent disparity, uh, it seems like the Warriors have a pretty significant gap. I mean, they're healthy. Uh, Steph Curry apparently returning to practice and scrimmaging. Draymond's been back for a month, and Clay Thompson's starting to look like himself. Contrast that with what the Nuggets are, uh, and there's a pretty big gap in my in my opinion. So uh, this series is going to come down to Nikola Jokic. Can he be otherworldly like he generally is in every single playoff series? Um, and, and if not, I think that the Nuggets are going to have a hard time slowing down the Warriors' offensive attack. But even if he's otherworldly, is that going to be enough for – is somebody going to have to be somebody else going to have to be more than they've been over the last 82 games? Yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure who the number two option on the Nuggets is right now. I mean, if you were to do a draft of these players, you do Joker first, mm-hmm. and then tell me, when does the next Nuggets player get drafted? I've done this thought exercise in my mind several times. And you might be at the fifth or sixth, maybe even seventh player before you get to another Nuggets player. That's the type of disparity we're talking about due to the Nuggets injuries. Um, and this is what they're looking at trying to overcome. So to your point, they need a Monte Morris uh, to step up, and he's been really good against the Warriors this year. They need Will Barton, Aaron Gordon to, to raise their game. Uh, Aaron Gordon was not healthy in last year's playoffs. Will Barton hasn't been healthy for the last three playoffs. So they have options. Uh, but to your point, will anybody else raise their level of play alongside Joker? Can uh, 
Jokic be all worldly with uh, healthy Draymond Green probably spending a lot of time on Jokic? Yeah, that's a huge X factor. Uh, in the four games this, se- this season that they faced the Warriors, Draymond Green was not available in any of them. Right. Um, so that essentially means you have a top five defender in the NBA to, to give Jokic problems. You have a different look uh, as opposed to just Kevon Looney, who while fair, uh, a decent center, defensive center, doesn't really have anything for Joker. So you have more fouls, you have different looks, you've got bigger size and bulk, um, and you have the smarts of Draymond Green. So absolutely, it's going to be a huge wrinkle. And if they send double, triple teams at him, again, comes down to those other guys, can they knock down their three-point shots and space the floor? Just try to alleviate a little bit of pressure on Joker. Well, you mentioned the three-point shots. Then, obviously, Will Barton has been uh, has been hot and cold. Bones Highland has had has had his moments. Do you think Bones? Uh, do you think they might use Bones a little bit to provide some of that instant offense, and maybe he can stretch things out a little bit and get hot from the perimeter? There's no doubt. I mean. Uh, given that talent disparity that I was just talking about, it's uh, it's gloves off with Bones. Who cares if he's a rookie? Who cares if he's never been there before? Who cares if you're going up against three-time world champion Golden State Warriors? Uh, Bones, if you're not scared, get out there and do your thing. And that's kind of what I think they're going to do with him. For the past two months, he's been manning that, that point guard spot for the second unit. Um, and, and I expect him to continue to get minutes. Uh, even though it's a, it's an unprecedented situation for him, I'm sure he's going to have some wide eyes and you know maybe pinch himself every now and then at the situation. But Bones has proven he's not scared of these these big time moments. And to your point, the three point shooting proficiency. I mean, he can shoot 30 to 35 feet and doesn't seem to be phased. So um, you you can find a guy who's that confident. I think Michael Malone's going to ride with him. We're talking with Mike Singer, covers the Nuggets for the Denver Post. Uh, who's going to guard Curry? Who's going to guard Clay Thompson? Yeah, that, great questions. Uh, so they're going to have a, a difficult time. This series is all about mismatches. We already talked about Joker and Draymond Green. That's where the Nuggets' advantage is inside, given that the Warriors are small. The Nuggets are not particularly good defensively in their backcourt. Austin Rivers has had a lot of success against Steph Curry, so I expect him to be an X-factor and him to – uh, get some significant time on Steph. Uh, then you're going to have to kind of pick your poison. Uh, is it Monte Morris, um, you know, h- helping on Clay? Is it Will Barton on Clay? Does Aaron Gordon handle Clay or Andrew Wiggins, who's a little bit more his size? Uh, and then you have the problem of a guy like Jordan Poole, who comes off the bench for the Warriors, but is also averaging something like 17 or 18 a game and can hit from outside. So I just asked myself about the defensive guards. Can they be disciplined? Can they be physical? Can they guard these guys without fouling? Um, because if not, it could be it could get ugly quickly. Uh, just because, with all due respect to the Nuggets defenders, this is who the Warriors are. They have championships. That's that's multiple championships under their belt. I personally, I don't hold out any hope that uh, Jamal Murray is going to play at any point in this series. From your perspective, is it the same? Is there a, a minimal chance? Where do things stand with him right now? I think that I think that your perspective is the is the correct one. Yesterday, Michael Malone says that he's leaning towards doubtful, although he hasn't slammed the door shut. Um, if you just think about it, likely from a competitive reason, you you wouldn't want to rule a guy out. I, I think they're just waiting on Jamal, and and if he wakes up ahead of Game Three and says, uh, "I feel great, like let's do this," um, there's no 
medical or physical reason why he can't. I think that there's a big hurdle to get to that to that place for Jamal, and I'm not necessarily sure that's going to happen. Um, but I think that it's a possibility. I, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna err on the side of caution. I, I would be surprised if we saw Jamal, um, given that he's been physically and medically there. So why wouldn't you have returned in the regular season? And if you haven't returned in the regular season, then are we really going to push this uh, in a in a you know, high leverage, high stakes environment like the postseason. Okay, uh, how many games do you think this series goes? I think I, I think we're looking at a six game series. I think the Nuggets would I, I would be hard pressed to get it to seven. Uh, and if it does, you know, you sometimes want to lean towards the best player, which is Nikola Jokic. But uh, I see this one going six, uh, probably in favor of the Warriors. If the Nuggets do pull off the upset, what happened? Uh, Nikola Jokic went crazy. The supporting cast, Aaron Gordon, Will Barton, hit their three-pointers. You think about this in the grand scheme of things. Last year's Portland upset, I don't know if it was an upset, but last year's Portland win in the first round was pretty significant. The Nuggets didn't have their starting backcourt. They were starting Austin Rivers and Faku Capazzo. That itself was a monumental win. Keep in mind, uh, Nikola Jokic had Michael Porter Jr. healthy for that series. He doesn't have that. Like we just talked about, I'm not sure who their number two option is. So Joker would have to do uh, unprecedented historic things. Uh, it's a good thing for the Nuggets because he's done a lot of that this season. Uh, he's about to win his second consecutive MVP. Um, Joker would have had to gone crazy. You, you know, the other X factor is Steph's health. Maybe Steph Curry isn't as healthy as the Warriors are suggesting. And if he's not as healthy, then I, I need to reevaluate my perspective on this because, you know, Steph changes the entire equation for this series. Let's talk about the MVP race. Uh, there have been plenty of people on Twitter who are voting, who have put their votes out. I'm guessing you have your ear to the ground. Uh, do you think he wins it? Oh, yeah, uh, I, I do. Um, you know, early returns are out. Maybe 40 to 50% of voters have already uh, published their votes. I've published my vote. Um, Who'd you vote for? About- <laughs> Who'd you vote for? I, I, I'll, give you, uh, I'll give you one guess. Uh, it's not the guy in Philadelphia. Okay. Well, I wasn't referring to uh, him. Giannis, John Morant? Giannis Ja? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Giannis and Ja. They, that was my one and two. How'd you guys guess? Um, Just a stab. So, to, to, your, to your question, about 40 to 50 votes, I think, have been published, and I, and I believe the numbers, about 60% of them, have been coming back for Nikola Jokic. So you just do the math. I mean, the other 40% is going to be split between Giannis and Joel Embiid in all likelihood. Um, there's a more than excellent chance, whatever percentage that is, that Nikola Jokic is taking home his second consecutive MVP, which is hilarious because I don't think Nikola Jokic cares in the least that he's about to make history. I don't think he cares. I agree with you. But at the same time, does the, per- does the national perception of him that still exists in some quarters, does that finally change Like if he gets that second MVP? Because we were discussing yesterday, I believe, about the, uh, or was it yesterday the day before, about the 75th anniversary all-European NBA team, and Jokic was not on the starting five of that team, even with the one MVP already in his back pocket. Yeah, um, it, it might start to change perceptions of him. I think everyone's kind of in a, you know, it, it's difficult to lean into a guy as special of a player as he is when he is indifferent to this. Like, if you were to give the, the 
powers that be at the NBA some truth serum, uh, I bet you that they would want a guy who is pining and eager and, and fighting and clamoring for the MVP. Uh, at the end of the day, that's not who Nikola Jokic is. He doesn't care about individual accolades as special and unique as they might be. Um, so, and, and also, if you're the NBA, you probably want some kind of rivalry brewing between Nikola Jokic and Joel Embiid, and maybe Embiid wins his first one. Uh, in which case then you can pit those two against each other, um, even though they, they both like each other and have a real relationship. So um, I'm not sure if it changes the perception. I don't think anybody's under the impression that this guy isn't special. He's about to make All-NBA again. He's about to win a second consecutive MVP. He just became the first player in NBA history, 27, 13, um, and 7. It, no one's ever done that before. So if you don't respect him, you don't you don't accept him as a – as a, as a future Hall of Famer, um, I, I would question your credentials um, as, a, as an NBA pundit. Mike, really appreciate your time. Looking forward to your coverage this weekend in San Francisco. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for coming on. Mike Singer covers the Nuggets for the Denver Post. Coming up after the break, Drew Locke has some competition at quarterback in Seattle. Who is it? We'll tell you next. Next.